0: The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This is the second episode in our three part year in review series. Today, a look at May through to August 2020. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Larissa Moore. As per the previous episode, Larissa, this series is a chance to reflect. Such a cliche, but it's been a huge
1: year. It's easy to forget just how much has gone down and when it all happened. So we're here to give you a refresh on the big news stories of 2020 but also to remind you of some of the cool and quirky stuff that Squizzes enjoyed this year. And because we have
0: a daily news email we know what the most clicked link was each month. It's nearly always something fun, funny (laughs) or downright odd. Let's do it. We left the last episode, Larissa, at the end of April. In Australia and in plenty of places around the world, there was still a lot of lockdown restrictions in place. We were Zooming all over the place. That sounds Mm -hmm. ironic. (laughs) And there was lots of talk about who was responsible for this pandemic. Many eyes on China.
1: Yep. Come May, the COVID cases around the world passed the 5 million mark. And this was when the World Health Organization approved without objection the push for an impartial, independent and comprehensive Evaluation into COVID 19.
0: That was supported by China, but at the same time, it seemed Australia was being punished for leading the world in calling for that inquiry. In mid May, China effectively ended Australia's barley exports into the country, announcing it would impose tariffs on the grain.
1: And that was a huge blow to our exporters and the start of many more blows to come, as we'll cover over the coming months. It's Trade Minister Simon Birmingham's job to try and sort it with China, and he's been trying to get through to his Chinese counterpart, but no luck. Nope, just rings out still to this day. As far as what was going on internally here
0: in Australia, National Cabinet was meeting regularly, and reading through the news in May, it was still relatively harmonious between the states and the federal government. We were still talking about a national
1: approach to easing restrictions even. Which didn't last too much longer as we know though it did seem May was a hopeful time as far as getting through the worst of the health crisis. Mm. There was talk of kids going back to school and of family gatherings being allowed. We know now what was to come for Victoria though and there was a sniff of it by the end of the month with reports of a night duty manager at one of Melbourne's quarantine hotels testing positive. Sounds so ominous now. Mm.
0: Outside of COVID, over in Hong Kong, China was moving to introduce a new security law that would place a ban on sedition, secession and subversion of the Chinese government. A big blow to democracy over there.
1: More on that in later months, but if we head over to the US, it was the 25th of May when George Floyd was arrested by police in Minneapolis, pinned to the ground and subsequently died. And the following Black Lives Matter marches and protests became
0: one of the biggest stories of the year, of course. Marches against police brutality happened across America. Some were peaceful, many weren't, with vision of cities being burned and looting filling the news. Curfews were put in place in many cities, remember that? Mm -hmm. And that takes
1: us up to the start of June, Larissa, we missed anything? No, lots of course. Yeah. But in Squiz style, we're keeping it short. To round May out, by the end of the month, President Donald Trump had announced that the US would stop providing funding to the World Health Organization, which was also big news. Mm. But as for the lighter stuff that Squizzers were interested in, it was a video showing an airport carousel. Remember those? Oh yeah, <laughs> of people collecting their luggage and a whole bunch of escaped crabs. We had a lot of questions at the time. How did the crab? <laughs> (laughs) get there why were they there do we have any answers now it's december some it seems the video was taken at an airport in the caribbean and they escaped from someone's suitcases
0: still lots of questions (laughs) strange anyway on to june The start of June was dominated by scenes of protests in the US. The 1st of June saw George Floyd's brother speak from the site of his death saying, this is the quote, if I'm not over here
1: messing up my community, then what are you doing? Do this peacefully, please, was his plea. At a similar time, President Donald Trump was saying that he would call in the military if state governors didn't do more to bring violence under control. And one from the memory bank, he then walked to a nearby church where he held a Bible for the cameras. Not only was the Bible upside down, the photo op garnered a lot of criticism because in order to clear the way for him, the authorities broke up a peaceful protest by firing tear gas and deploying flashbangs into the crowd. I remember a Channel 7 crew was there that got a lot of coverage here in Australia.
0: The protests weren't only in the US. They were being held all around the world, including here in Australia. And this is where Black Lives Matter and COVID really cross paths as we were still under restrictions. Protesting wasn't adhering to the social distancing rules, which meant that while many protests went ahead, there was plenty of discussion about whether they were legal and whether they were the cause of the spread of the virus, particularly in Victoria.
1: On Victoria, Kate, it was towards the end of June that a lot of the news coverage was dominated by the creeping up of COVID cases in that state. Mm. Victoria's Chief Medical Officer, Brett Sutton, said that we are at a point where we have to turn it around or the numbers will get beyond us. Yeah, there was basically daily news of increasing numbers in Victoria. And as we headed
0: into July, Premier Daniel Andrews said the state would consider suburban lockdown measures
1: across affected suburbs in Melbourne. We all know what's to come. If we just do a quick check, though, on the global numbers at the end of June. There were more than 10 million coronavirus cases and over 500,000 deaths. But away from COVID for a second, a bit of sports news was also around in June. Mm. More movement at the top of sport with the CEO of Cricket Australia, Kevin Roberts, stepping down. And it was also announced that Australia and New Zealand would be the hosts of the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. Yeah, much celebration about that one. One thing we didn't mention back in May, Larissa, was the restart
0: of the NRL season. Oh, yeah. This was closely followed by the restart of the AFL on the 11th of June. Of course, no one was there to see it, but it was <laughs> welcome news for sports fans. Other good news. Do you remember the story about William Callahan?
1: No, remind me of that one.
0: It's a story worth being reminded about, actually. He's the 14-year-old boy with non-verbal autism. He went missing in the bush oh, yes. on Mount Disappointment in Victoria and after two nights spent in the bush was found alive and well. That was such a good news story. I
1: do remember that one now. What about the most clicked link in June, Larissa? In June, it was a public service announcement by the New Zealand government on the dangers of young people watching porn online. Okay. Doesn't sound very light, but it's actually such a humour-filled take on how to start a conversation with your kids about all that kind of stuff. All that stuff. Mine are not old enough
0: yet, thank goodness. <laughs> A very, very clever campaign. And we should mention that there are links to all of these in your episode notes. On to July now. July was a big one for Victoria, especially, and we'll come to that. But first, there was lots of focus on what was happening in Hong Kong with those new security laws having passed Parliament that meant that protesting against the government could be punishable by a prison sentence, as could collusion with foreign governments.
1: Yeah, this one was a move that was widely condemned by Western and democratic nations. And people might remember that UK PM Boris Johnson announced that up to 3 million Hong Kongers would be offered the chance to settle in the UK and apply citizenship. And it was around this
0: time we started talking about TikTok a bit more and the fact that it's Chinese owned and whether it posed a security threat because of that. Donald Trump threatened to ban it. And even here in Australia, our government expressed concern. It wasn't the only social media
1: platform under fire at the time. No, it wasn't. July was when there was an ad boycott on Facebook with thousands of brands suspending advertising on Facebook for a time saying they didn't believe the platform was doing enough to stop the spread of hate speech. But the focus here, as we said, was really on Victoria. July was when an inquiry into the state's
0: hotel quarantine program was announced, and it was also when some postcodes started to go into lockdown. Early July, the Victorian and New South Wales border closed, and it was also when those public
1: housing towers in Melbourne went into lockdown also. Which means it was the start of a really tough time for Victorians. Wearing masks became mandatory. People will remember that moment. Mm. When it comes to the numbers, by the end of July, Australia had 16,303 cases and 189 people had died. And on the economic front, the government announced JobKeeper would be extended beyond September and into 2021. Give us some comic relief, please. (laughs) We need it, don't we? We were all getting used to life in lockdown, which meant a bit more online shopping than usual. At least that was my excuse. Yep. (laughs) Squizzes got a lot of enjoyment from an article that listed out some pretty hilarious admissions of online shopping fails.
0: I do remember this
1: one. I think someone accidentally ordered like 16 kilos of flour or something, (laughs) was it? Yeah. And you know what? People were making a lot of sourdough. So that might have actually made sense for a lot of people. I never got on that bandwagon. No, neither. I did enjoy the fruits of um, some friends who got
0: on the (laughs) sourdough bandwagon. Same. Delicious. (laughs) All right. August, here we come. August kicked off with Victoria moving into those harsh restrictions, which ended up lasting over three months. There was also a lot of talk about the handling of the outbreak and a focus on the inquiry into how the virus escaped quarantine. That was because of news that most of Victoria's cases could
1: be traced back to quarantine breaches. And that saw the health minister resign and lots of back and forth about the handling of the outbreaks as well as what was happening in the aged care sector. Looking internationally, it was early August when that Explosion happened in Beirut, Kate. Yeah, that happened after a fire originating in the port spread to a warehouse
0: which was housing a lot of ammonium nitrate. More than 204 people died, including one Australian. 6,500 were injured and 300,000 people were made homeless.
1: The fallout of that event is still very present in Beirut today. Mm. Over in the US, Joe Biden was officially confirmed as the Democrats' candidate to run for president. And he announced his running mate, Kamala Harris. We learned how to say Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. That was good. It was also when Alexei Nalvani was poisoned Larissa. All eyes on Russia over that. And over in Thailand, there were big protests happening. The largest ever anti-government demonstration since 2014, in fact. I remember requesting and doing a squiz shortcut on that one. How do you pronounce these laws? (laughs) Les Majuss. Day. That's my French. Les Majesté. Yes. Okay. (laughs) You are all over there. Les Majesté laws after that, Larissa. And if anyone wants a quick shortcut on a shortcut, Les Majesté laws in Thailand make it illegal to insult the monarchy, but there's no definition on what an insult is. So it's up to interpretation and that can be used for political suppression.
0: But moving on. Righty. Oh, thank (laughs) you. Over in Japan, Shinzo Abe became the nation's longest uninterrupted prime minister, and then he resigned. As you do. And up north, the NT election was held and Michael Gunner of the Labor Party was returned. In another blow to Victorians, it was announced that the
1: AFL grand final would not be played at the MCG or in Melbourne for that matter. Nope. That was a casualty of COVID. It saw it head up to Brisbane. Another casualty of COVID, KFC dropped its finger licking endorsement. It's not COVID safe to be licking fingers. That was probably well clicked in the email, I'd say. Yes, it was. but not much can topple Roger Federer. I remember this one very clearly. I love Roger Federer, but I also loved this. It was the Italian girls who played tennis from the top of their apartment blocks during the lockdown. Very clever pasta brand got Federer over there to have a hit with them. (laughs) And the video of
0: him surprising them on their rooftop is simply glorious. Definitely one to re-watch. It's a good one. (laughs) That's a whip through the middle of the year for you. The next episode will gallop through September, October,
1: November and December. Maybe a little more front of mind. Yeah, (laughs) I won't have to dig so far back in the memory bank. But just a quick reminder for you guys that we will put links to all these quirky stories and videos that we're mentioning in the episode notes if you want a refresher and some of that lighter entertainment. And Kate, we should probably put a link to any relevant shortcuts episodes in there too.
0: Oh, there's too many. There's too many to put a link to everyone. Yeah. I'll just pop a link to the shortcuts webpage and people can dive into the ones they're interested in. That's all from us now. We'll catch you tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super.